Hey what's up nerdies, English Dave here bringing you the Nerdy Bunch spoiler free review for sequel Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, co-host Carlos. Yo yo. What's up? Chillin' man. Uh, yesterday we had a chance to see Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes we did. And uh, we were originally going to do a spoiler free then spoiler talk but you know it's one of those movies that right off the bat I'll let you know so much happens in it. That I need to, we need to watch it again before we can have a spoiler talk. So these are just our reactions, these pretty are just much. Our initial reactions. Don't worry, it will be spoiler free. Um, look at you, Carlos. Carlos excited. He wants to spoil certain things. <laughs> He's excited, but don't worry. I'll, I'll keep him on the leash and make sure nothing comes through. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna start off with the synopsis. Uh, if you needed it, you know, because some people need it. Following the oh wait, spoilers for Avengers Endgame. Though I'm sorry, but. At this point, if you're a if fan, you have not seen the film. I yes. mean, what what the hell? I'll let you know this. There will definitely this review will definitely have spoilers for Endgame. It's the because, biggest movie of the year. And and, and it, <laughs> Endgame leads up. The, you know, the events of Endgame influence Far From Home. Yeah. And so like, if, you know, you just up. really can't hell? watch this movie without seeing Endgame. I mean, somebody it. did last night. Like I overheard somebody in the crowd <laughs> yeah. saying like, you haven't seen Endgame, and it's like, you know, at this point, you've been living under a rock, obviously. Like, like, Clearly, you don't care. Yeah. And if you don't care, then we don't care. Because at this point, you know, it's been a while. Uh, so the, the the synopsis is as follows: Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Um, this movie deals with the ramifications of Tony Stark's death mm -hmm. and kind of someone who was a mentor to Peter. Right. And and the, the void that's left because and not just Tony Stark's death, also the fact that the Avengers aren't really. Together, yeah, we don't there, know. there are no Avengers. Like, there what is the status? We don't know. Yeah, you know, because uh, Tony, last we saw, Steve was an old man, so he's not, he's not doing anything. Right. It yeah. almost seems like at the end of Endgame, everybody just kind of went into went their up, own. Yeah, thing. exactly. No one direction. Spider Man's one of the few powered individuals who's on Earth. Right. And so it deals with the weight that brings to it, and um, <clears throat> it's also a continuation of his journey that started in Far From Home, in uh, Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah. You know, and so taken from there. So we'll start off as normal. What were your expectations going into this movie? We'd seen Far From Homecoming. We'd seen him in, in, in Civil War. We'd seen right. him in Endgame and Infinity, Infinity War. War. So leading up to this movie, what, what were your expectations? Uh, well, I had known that it was going to be... Um, actually, you know what? I was actually surprised that Sony kind of held back this time around. Because I feel like Homecoming was very straightforward as to what that movie was trying to be. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there was a definitely a difference in marketing because I felt like they weren't telling us the whole story. Like, they were holding back. Mm. Now now looking back on, like, the trailers, it's like they really held back on, the whole, definitely. on a whole second half that we really, like, were not expecting. Well, it's because they learned their lesson from the right. first one where they spoke right. everything. <laughs> I think Marvel gave them a really bad slap on the wrist. Like, like what are you doing? That is still hurting from homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I was expecting to be surprised. Uh, I, at the same time, didn't know what to expect because of Endgame. I was just like, how do you, how do you just continue? Well, especially Something because, like this, you especially know? because, you know, we, at one point, we all thought this was the first film in phase four or whatever right. the next phase is called. Right? right. But then Feige said, no, this is the final of phase three. Very much an epilogue yes. of uh, Endgame. Like, and it's now dubbed as the Infinity Saga. It starts from Iron Man 1 and it officially ends with and Far, Far From, from Home. Home. Yeah. And, and that was confusing at first. Like, how does that work? You know? Right. How does this book end the whole 23 movies? You know? And it kind of does make sense oh, because essentially, 
Well, I don't want to ruin it. What were your expectations no, before we go into it? Well, going into this movie, I mean, I'm a Spider-Man fan. Yes. Um, we, it's your favorite Avenger besides Captain America, if I'm uh, not mistaken, 100%, right? 100%. He's my favorite comic book character, but in terms of live action, Captain America has it. But I, I love what Tom Holland has brought to the Spider-Man character. Uh, he's shown at this point, even before this movie, he's shown that he can deliver. Mm-hmm. And I loved Homecoming. And so, you know, I was ready for another movie, but I was interested in seeing how is this the final movie? Rather right. than a new beginning. There was like some kind of mystery surrounding this film. Yes. Which kind of like contributed uh, to, to, to our feeling before we watched it, where we were just like, oh, we kind of just don't know what to expect, so we're not even going to I like walk how in. you threw mystery because, right. because of mysterious. There was some mysterious, <laughs> mysterious-ness going on. And, and that's another thing, you know, we, we heard about Jake Gyllenhaal joining as, right. as Mysterio and instantly as a comic book fan I was like oh Mysterio is the new villain right. then we see the trailers and it's like oh they're flipping not him as not they're selling him as you're not playing, a villain you're playing the whole multiverse thing right. based on the snap so I was like oh and they're teaming up you know? against the elementals and so, so that, that had me like okay where is this going and you know yeah. obviously as a comic book fan you're kind of creating all these scenarios right. that, that can come from that and um, dealing with the fact that uh, Captain America I mean Iron Man had died you know, but yes. we watched the movie mm-hmm. without spoilers. Uh, let's just go, you know, in and say some things. Uh, yeah, I was very excited and very satisfied with the twist that happens midway. There is there's a bunch of twists. Oh. Let's just say there's one big one that kind of just puts some things to I rest. I feel like the whole movie's a twist. Yeah. There, actually, there's just, there's just twists everywhere <laughs> like, that kind of just expand further and further into and the it, future of what the MCU will become. Yes. And yeah, in terms of that, like I was just very, very thoroughly surprised. Wasn't expecting to be, but no, I, I think I think um, one concern concern I always hear from people in terms of the Marvel movies is that we we always tend to see the point of view of the heroes, even though the heroes are flawed and humans are very human. It's they're still heroes, mm-hmm. and we don't know how does the regular world react to this. What right. is, what is it like for the rest of the world? And I think right. the movie right from the beginning just poses a lot of great. Well, first of all, answers a lot of questions that you oh, may yeah. have had immediately off oh, the yeah. bat off about the bat. like what is life what, like? What is life like after, people, the snap? after the snap? How does this uh, affect people that were actually gone with people that were actually you know living for five what years? What is the world like for people who? That's on, that's right. what my point. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What is the world like for people who aren't the superheroes? Right. You know, like what is what? How do how were they affected? Right. You know what happened to them? Because we saw the superheroes disappear and the superheroes mm-hmm. come back but we didn't see outside of like maybe uh hawkeye's family yeah yeah and even then it's hawkeye's family right you know you don't we see only that. saw like how it happened within the avengers yes. we didn't see like the world outside exactly even and, until endgame we don't really see like yeah, how that then, affects it because yeah. we see that through the lens we still see that through the lens of the superhero mm-hmm. who, you know the beginning with cat at, at the at the at the meeting, the yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah whereas this one shows us like even because it's oh people it's, on people regular people how it affected kids yeah you know like things like that like we we get into that and and I love and the that. humor and the fact that they make humor out of oh, it of is, is is brilliant oh, like, it's so brilliantly done so funny I, I like really I funny. like what they what they do in that from that aspect of it. and I think that also overall makes it one of Marvel's more personal films mm-hmm. because it it has it it even the Spider Man. For, like for a lot of filmmakers we approach Spider-Man just like action adventure where this one has a lot of heart and has character moments so it's one of those films where surprisingly just, very personal yes that's why in terms of like <laughs> in just two movies even the side characters we care about them. Mm-hmm. like even his teacher like everyone yeah, has yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. everyone has personality they're not just one dimensional characters that mm-hmm. when the film's over you're like who is that character again like 
every ca- character, even side characters. Yeah. You feel. I will say, I was actually kind of thoroughly surprised when the teacher came on screen. I was like, "Damn, that's right. The teacher yeah, is—he's right? pretty funny. Right? Like, I care about this guy. <laughs> exactly. Like, and I love that. I love that they do things. They take the time to do things. Right. I feel like other movies wouldn't take that time right. to make us care about the teacher. You know. And in an age where we get Spider-Man movies so often, yeah. it's like, it's kind of surprising that I actually remembered like some some of the uh, supporting characters from Homecoming. Oh, some of the, the supporting characters have some of the best moments. Right. <laughs> you know. Like I love that. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about the actors. Uh, I think you can all say Tom Holland. Definitive. The performance. Definitive Spider-Man. That's yeah. Great. Like if anybody in the future will eventually take on the mantle, that's what it's gonna be compared to. Right. In terms of if you're doing the Caucasian Peter this Parker just, narrative. Yeah, like it's exactly what Marvel intended when they were like, we're gonna Harry Potter approach mm. Spider-Man now. Like, it's literally like that, where if, like, if you see any other actor, like, try to take over Daniel Radcliffe, it'll be like, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, definitive. Like, it's the same thing with Peter Parker now. Yes. Like, if any other actor tried to take over Tom Holland, like, in 10 or 15 years, you know, whenever he's up, done with the role, you know, he, it's going to be difficult as hell to live up to that. He plays that kind of innocent child or kid or young teen whatever you want to call it he's it's like, coming of age really like he like he's coming it. of age and he's playing that transition so well so well like because even in this movie even though it takes place like essentially like only a year even though he's gone five blip whatever like it still feels like he's a little bit more mature than the last film even mm-hmm. though he's still a teenager because of the situations yeah. that he's gone through well, in these other movies in the last film he spent a lot of time like I need something to do. I want to right, 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 right. And then now he's being called. He's he been, has responsibilities. He's, he's been, but then what I love about this movie is like, well, there's things that come with that. Right. You know, it's almost, it has that kind of be careful what you wished for mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. where you wanted, mm-hmm. but now you have it. And it's right. like, you can't, you can't, and it deals, this is an age old uh, Spider-Man narrative, but I think they did it well where it's like, you sometimes can't have both. You can't right. have a regular life and a superhero life. Right. Sometimes the superhero life gets in the way of right. it. Right. And they, that gets told in a really fresh such way. Such in a fresh, such a fresh this, way. In this one, such a sure. fresh way, because I think it leans, because a lot of a lot of um, other narratives, other Spider-Man narratives that use that, it's about him making mistakes. Right. Right. He made a mistake. Uncle Ben died. He made a mistake. Gwen Stacy died. Right. Where this isn't about him making mistakes. This is about him learning. Like, hey, you have to step up. Right. You have to take on the responsibility, and it's him dealing with that as opposed to him making a mistake. Right, and I, and, and I love I love that about the film. Um, well, since we're on it, just the other actors, Jake Gyllenhaal, fantastic, steals uh, the show. Uh, I I don't know if you guys are surprised. I mean, you saw Homecoming, you saw what they did with Michael Keaton. This is just steals another A list actor who steals the show. There, there are moments with, with his character <laughs> where I'm just like, yo, he's really going in on this. Yeah, like, he's put he's, he's not performing. Phon- he's not phoning. Yeah, in. no. <laughs> like, like even if this is like his. <laughs> A summer blockbuster per se. He treated this as he would have any other like yeah. independent movie with an auteur. Because I'm with him, and they, and they, what yeah. they do with this character is so it's so well done. You know, I I I, I, I love I love everything about two, it. There's two there's two narratives I don't like when they do sometimes with certain characters where either they make it so convenient that they tie to the char- the main character's history, or it's they're forced into the main character's narrative. But mm-hmm. I feel like the way he's put into the narrative. It makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. I love the backdoor approach oh, to, my goodness. to to when to when it's but when it's done well, that's when it's yes, really effective. Because yes. like usually you see that it happens with other franchises, yes. and it kind of like just completely falls apart. It just feels part of like lazy writing, mm-hmm. I would say. 
but the way that it's done in this one, it's like, oh shit, oh shit. It's almost like that oh shit moment from the home, from the first homecoming when like Michael Keaton opened the door yep. and you saw that he was the father. Yes, it's yes, just like yes, that. Yes. It's the oh shit reveal. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> like I, I, I really, really enjoyed that they were able to give us another twist of that magnitude. Yeah, oh yeah, completely. Uh, completely. And they do and, again. I think the character, in terms of what the character can do. If you know the comics, they pay literally. It's very close. Right. They pay homage to the comics. Like they go full on. Like, do not be surprised if you're if you know about the history behind. Yes. Like, if you know the you comics, know Mysterio. If you know the comics, they go full on Mysterio in terms, yeah. of, especially visually as well. You know, they really go into it and they lean into it in, in, in great ways. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, some of the other side characters. Yeah, yeah. Zendaya, Zendaya. was fantastic. I thought. Uh, you know, they say they're not dating in real life, but you know, I, they come on. The chemistry is just so good. Yeah, that, and they do this. Whole, they do a great job of, you know, we're all older now, but you kind of it takes you back to the kind of like young teen love, right? Oh, they're cute. Look at yeah. them. Like you get that moment of you can't help but feel that like their awkwardness and things like that. They do a good job of selling that because I think the movie and I think this is what John Watts, the director, brings to the table as well. It never loses that feel that this is about teenagers, right? It's still capturing the high school. Yes. Like, but not in the not not it. in the cheesy, annoying, corny way. No, it's, it's like a realistic real, twenty nineteen version, right? It, it like it's really like you said earlier on coming of age. It has that mm-hmm. coming of age feel to it. That I think it's earnest, you know. And it takes the yeah. time. We said earlier that this is one of Marvel's most intimate movies because it takes the time to be intimate with the characters, right? It, it's like it's like in terms of all the Spider Man movies we've gotten, because we've gotten a bunch of them where he's in high school. At least live action, I feel like this is like the best one that captures that vibe. Yes, it's like re- it's re- Peter it's- Parker as a teenager. Yes, like because the other ones treat him as like he's an adult already. Yeah. You know, he's a teenager. Yeah, in this one, he really feels like or, or, I'm just a 16 year old. You know, or usually whenever whenever narrators try to show teenagers, they just make them do stupid things mm-hmm. or dumb teenagers. Where right. <laughs> He's just drinking and partying. Yeah. And MJ is like with the crowd yeah. drinking and partying. Whereas this one, they, <laughs> they do real teenage stuff that even though you know that, okay, they'll grow out of it or it's, or, 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 or it's because they're young, you never see it as a negative thing. It's like, well, of course you should be doing this. You're a teen. Right. Like, of course. You, like, you agree with Peter when he's like, in the trailer, this is from the trailer, he doesn't want to take a suit on vacation. He wants to take a break. His mentor died. He wants to do the superhero thing. Right. He got into it and he realized people die. Right, <laughs> like exactly. I, I need a vacation. It's real this. now. It is real, like, and I, I need a break. I need a <laughs> mental break. Yes, I can't. I can't. And I love, but I love that though because that's you know essentially the central theme of the movie. It's like this is what it costs to be what you wanted to be, uh, so, superhero. With great like, it's great responsibility. responsibility exactly. I, lo- I love that. It's, that but theme. I love that it's exactly. But you also gotta love like how it just hangs over the film yep. and not through like a flashback yeah, or no, anything no. like. It's, it's so great. It's there in the film. They don't have to say it because we know it. Um, and, and he learns it without, again, without having to do something stupid or right. something wrong. Other yeah. reactions real quick. Um, Jacob, the guy, the actor Jacob who plays Ned, the best oh, friend. Great. His one-liners in this oh, one. Like, I, I think he might have topped his performance I, in the first I, I movie. Just, I think all the, the side characters like him... Uh, uh, even even the teacher we mentioned, JB Smooth. JB's oh my god! So about JB Smooth, he does not play who people thought he was gonna play. He no. plays the principal. He's a, te- he's a te- or, or another, another teacher. teacher. He's another teacher. But his 
I think his lines were were basically the the most genius, and they went over everybody's heads because oh, people weren't really laughing at what he was saying. And I was like thinking about it in my head, like <laughs> laughing after the fact. Like some of the things that he says, is the good. comments he would say, yeah, had me dying. He, he was he's the Hannibal Buress of, of Far From Home. Oh no, like, they, they clearly just said, "Say whatever you want." Yeah, like this is just do your thing. Just do your thing. Just do your thing. And and he did, but the thing is, he doesn't overdo it. Right. Because usually someone like that can overdo and try to like uh, steal the scene. But he doesn't try to steal the scene. He's almost like a commentator on the scene. It just makes <laughs> sense. He would say certain things. He would say things like, oh, no. um, uh, Anyone else? I mean, we... No, nah, but yeah. They, you know Nick Fury's in this. I yeah, think, Nick Fury's um, in this. He does a good job. Sam yeah. Jackson is Nick Fury. Sam Jackson is great. Uh, you know, Maria Hill's in this too. Obviously, she's like his but second he gets, in command. he gets to play a, a different take on Nick Fury that we don't really see because he's dealing with the kid. Right. You know, so it's like... Not he's not dealing with stock. I mean, oh, um, John Favreau, Happy Hogan. Oh my goodness, fantastic! Have a, I think Happy they gave him an arc in this movie, essentially, bro. It's it's great because he's almost like he's the new Tony Stark in right. some places. I mean, let's not like spoil the whole because no, I feel like it kind of unveils itself no, as you no, watch no. it. I'm just saying, like, just in the idea that someone he can talk to because right. that, that relationship is already established from the first film, right? And 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 like. I mean, is it okay to kind of say that this film is essentially another Iron Man movie? I would say that. And that it starts with the first Iron Man, but ends with Spider-Man Far From Home as in like a passing of the torch, essentially? Well, he, I mean, he does dabble in Iron Man's world, especially through someone like uh, Happy Hogan. Because, again, this is from the trailer, so I don't think it's spoilers. Yeah. The whole thing is Happy and and Aunt May. Right. You know, like, that's already, I think that's already started setting up. I, I just think that, like... Because obviously you guys have seen Endgame, so I'm just going to go right in. Like, I don't think it's much of a spoiler to say that Tony Stark's spirit and like Tony Stark himself just looms over the entire oh, film. Course. Like His spirit just is all over the movie. It really does feel like a post. Like, yeah. shit, Iron Man really died. How do we like move on yes. from this? And I, I don't think that's a spoiler because I think that's the theme, part of the central theme of the movie is the world. Yeah. After Iron Man is dead. To me, it really feels like almost like an Iron Man yeah. 3.5 or 4. <laughs> yes, I don't even know how to say it. No, but and, and, and Peter, first, Peter yeah. as, a pers- as a character, as a personality, is very similar to Tony Stark. They're both mm-hmm. tech geniuses right. you know, at a very young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and it, I think that that's why Marvel was, were great in pairing them up. Mm-hmm. Even though they're not really paired in the comics before like that. And they've had pairings, but... I think this dynamic has done very, very well. Um, John Watts is director. Yes, John briefly. Watts. I think I think he needs more recognition. Yeah, because what he's to the table. building some something like this like off is, is very difficult. Because I feel like his name doesn't get brought up. Enough. No, you hear in Taika, you, hear, you almost you think like Kevin Feige directed Spider-Man yeah, yeah. or some shit. But nah, he has to be given credit for not only doing this one but Homecoming as well. And yes. And being able to balance action with with character moments like this is very difficult, especially for teenagers. Like, I was gonna say he doesn't treat kids like idiots. No, he no. very much embraces their modern sensibilities. Yes, yes, yes. agreed, agreed. Yeah, agreed. like it, it feels really natural. Even and even, even the way the movie opens, right? That clip we see yeah. opens. That's such a very clip. <laughs> very like, 2019. No one else would have done that. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, the opening is hilarious <laughs> and very well suited to like today's. Teen, modern teenager. Yes, it sets it sets the tone so well. I think he does it. That's what I think he does a great job of setting tone. I think he also balances pacing because a lot happens in the movie and it's not that long. Right, right. Like it doesn't lot, feel that long. <laughs> a lot happens in it, but then there's moments where this character where it, where it, it tones down for character moments. But then there's just so much going on. I mean, the the action set pieces. Wow. 
Yeah, he he went off with the action. As fuck. I thought I thought the first one, like I was impressed by the action in the first one, but they went all out in this one. Yes, in terms of Spider Man, but not in ways that you expect, right? Right. Because again, it's it's not because of the locations they go to, so it's not a spoiler. It's not a movie of him swinging through the city and doing those kind of stuff. No. They put Spider-Man in situations where you're like, the visual, yo, visually, how is this going to work? This you know? movie visually, I mean, uh, I'm just thinking of like the, the scenes where, you know, things happen and Spider-Man is like, the way he uses webbing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, yo, like I just can't. Because like, <laughs> you, you see little things like, okay, again, from the trailer, you see that he fights these elemental creatures like a water creature. Yeah, how yeah. does webbing and punching, how is that going to help you? You know, how, how would that help someone like Spider-Man? And I think the movie deals with things like that. And so it also, it's also a showcase of Peter's intelligence. That okay, I can't just web of a water creature. So how, what other things can I do with my abilities? I think I, I like that, that the movie explores that. And then just the, his spider agility. What I love mm-hmm. is that usually a lot of Spider-Man movies, when he shows agility of bouncing and jumping, it looks like a CGI rubbery character jumping up and down. But this one felt... It feels like it's real. Cause like he's, a person. Yeah, exactly. You know, that he's actually doing those movements and jumping and flipping. And he definitely did all those stunts himself. I'm talking oh. about even, even some of the things that are obviously a CGI yeah, yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it still looked like they put enough thought so it felt like there was weight to it. It wasn't like this floaty thing mm-hmm, that's running mm-hmm. up and down. It's a real person so swinging. It felt like a person moving and swinging. Like, okay, how would his powers adapt in these different environments? Yeah, and I, I thought it was done really, really well. And the comedy. Oh my goodness. This movie is hilarious. Nah, we already, yeah, we touched on it, but it's, like, it's hilarious. I'm just saying, but in terms of John Watts, I think... I want to see him do a straight comedy. I feel like nah, he nah, 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 nah. I'm, t- I'm just saying. I think he has comedic I sensibilities. I wouldn't go. I don't know. I mean, with the right cast. No, for sure, for sure. Get, and the right a, script. Yeah, if he gets a cast and script, I just think, you know, sometimes we've seen a lot of comedies that you have the script, you have the cast, but the director doesn't know how to. You know what? I will say, I did find the comedy to be surprising, only because, like, the screenwriters on this film, it was half of the screenwriting team from the first one. Mm-hmm. It was actually. Um, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers and the first one was actually co-written by not only them two but also the dudes who did Game Night and Vacation Remake so I was like kind of curious to see how this movie was going to pan out with the comedy because I feel like most of the DNA is from them yeah but I think they did a fantastic job and that's why I think I think part of that is especially in comedy I think comedy out of some other genres of film you have to have a director that knows how to play with the beats and the flow right someone can give, deliver a funny and line. you need the like you need the jokes on the page or the yeah. setup at least on yes. the page that's what i'm saying for you, the actors you need to take that. it there yeah. you need, you need to, the pacing of it because the movie does a lot of switching from this extreme comedic moment to like right deep so now moment. it's serious yeah, it's and serious philosophical moments. and that can be tonally <laughs> all over the place if, right if you don't have a good balance yeah i think he, he brought a good he balance did a great job it. yeah cutting it for sure oh, he yes, did a great job definitely. the visual uh, effects wow yeah, that's what I'm saying. The visual effects, like, bro. Whoa. Like when Spider-Man, like I, never mind. We're gonna save it. We're gonna save it. <laughs> right? There is a great moment where the special effects are just go. They go ham with. But it's it. just like it's used in ways. <laughs> it's used in ways you expect, and then ways that you're just like, holy shit, what the well, fuck am I watching? Well, like, I think what it is is you ex- you hope for it, but you don't expect that you're gonna get it. You know, because especially if you're reading comics, you're like, I want to see this one day. I want to see this one day. And then it happens. You're like, oh, shit. They take it there. They, they do. They do take it to some crazy faces. Oh, um, man. The score. I like, I really was into the score. I yeah. The My, score, I think Michael Giacchino also did this one. I, I felt like I was, there were moments where I was aware, not aware of the score in the, in the literal sense, but aware that I had this kind of summer vibe. It did have that kind of summer vacation mm-hmm. vibe to it. You know, and I, I think they did a good job of, of kind of 
helping us score. Even those moments where the Avengers theme would kick in. Dun, right. dun, 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 dun. Low like, oh, key, very low, very key, low key. And then and then Spider Man's the- theme would kick in and they're just like, Oh shit, okay, we're getting ready. Like those moments where the theme would kick in and right. I, I would actually find myself getting hyped. Right. Like, All right, this is it. That's why I enjoy the score myself a lot. Uh this is one of those movies that once again Marvel is doing that thing where they are taking scenes or sequences from old movies that you thought meant nothing and then suddenly totally like repurposing <laughs> just like whoa. And, and changing the game but doing it but again like i said retconning or like doing it in a way where it's it just it feels natural yes. it doesn't feel shoehorned no, it's like no. oh no that really could have been in fact and done in a way where it's like well that's the most that well yeah that makes sense yeah you know that would make sense well, Dude, of but again sense. think about it this is really the last iron man movie that's what i'm saying because like <laughs> again tony spirit's all over this movie and it really feels like you know if this is the last film in the infinity saga like hello this, this first sense. iron man ends with far from home it, 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 it's it, like the graduation the passing all of the i'm saying is more and more marvel are saying there are no movies that are not important even if at the each time movie it, is important even if at the time it doesn't seem that important or even scenes in movies right like the certain sequences and scenes that you're, you're just like, like oh this oh, makes it oh, whatever it's fine and then now you're like oh shit okay now that you've completely recut recontextualized right. that scene right, right, almost right. like what they did in, in endgame with with thor uh, thor dark world and his relationship with his mother right you know like that's more powerful if you have now yeah dark world, exactly you know, and things like that and so you're just like this movie does things like that where you're like wow okay oh, i gotta it's say it's, it's very much it very much feels like an iron man movie to me yes and and uh, I will an say, iron man epilogue oh yes Completely. That's what this. Completely. That's what this is. This, this is the a, epilogue of Iron well, Man. That's what I'm saying. This does, it does a great job of being a continuation of Homecoming, of Peter's story that started there, continuing the being, grief of of Tony's death, and also being the epilogue to Tony's narrative right. slash Endgame. Right. Right. But opening the door to what the possibilities of the future, but telling us that everything that we thought was possible for the future is not what the future is. Right. You know, the movie is The like, future oh, is very much like things that we don't even expect it to be. That, that, that you, didn't, you didn't even account for. <laughs> right. And we that, weren't really thinking. And let's touch on that. Let's touch on that briefly. I think, you know, sometimes Marvel like to have nice, fun, tongue-in-cheek or... You know, like uh, winks at the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the little and, winks at the audience in terms of the, the end credit scenes. Right. But I, don't, I think it's been a while that we, never more we had an end credit scene. I think since Avengers 1. I think Avengers 2. Which was the end credit? I'll do it myself. True. But I feel like that we all, by that point we knew Thanos was there. I think the, fact, the first time we see Thanos, you're like, oh shit, we're doing Thanos. Because I think it did one of those kind of oh shit moments where you're like, oh shit, we're actually going there. Right. You know, going into Avengers 1, you didn't think we would ever see Thanos. Right, right. You didn't know that he sent the aliens. You didn't even think of anything. Like that. Right. So when it's, you see Thanos, you're like, oh, wow, they're really going. We're right. really going. Okay, so, you're right. So Avengers 1. I yeah, feel like yeah. since then, we haven't had that impactful, like, I think, like this, where in, they do in this movie, where it's just like, oh, shit. That conversation is going to keep going now. You know, people are going to be talking for the next year or two years, whatever long, you know, like, it sets up things. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, and, bro. And, you know, the, the end credits. <laughs> so scene, crazy. The two end credit clips. Right? Word. Please stay for both end credits, because it's going to all I'm saying is it's going to set up everything. They will spark questions for a long time. That needs need to be answered. That need to be answered. And and one of the credit scenes completely recontextualizes the whole film. Mm-hmm. Completely. To the point where you want to watch it again <laughs> like, just to wait. see what was going on. <laughs> I need to watch this whole film again. Like, holy shit. That's, that's why we're actually not doing a spoiler conversation because 
we need to watch the movie again with the context that we now have. Um, I think that I think it's yeah definitely a must see in theaters. And it's oh, definitely no, going to be a multiple watch in theaters. Be prepared to want to watch it more than once. Please don't be that person that hasn't seen Endgame and goes to Spider Man. Like, what kind of what kind of Marvel fan are you? Right, right. Like at this point, if you, you don't know, get that the films are connected, fuck it. Do yourself a favor, sit down, watch no, everything, no, everything. It. If you have watched Endgame by now and you've listened to this whole podcast, I'm running it for you right now. Tony Stark is dead. Uh, Steve is. <laughs> I an mean, old you kind of could have gotten that. Steve is an old man now. Falcon <laughs> is the new Captain America. Right. Thor is fat and joining the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, what else can I rate? <laughs> Everybody comes back, even Black Panther. Yeah, they chopped off Thanos' head off. They chopped Thanos' head off in the first 10 yes, minutes. Yes, in the first 10 minutes. Yeah, then movie. he comes, but then, you know, the alternate... Nah, we're just going in right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> it's too saying, much. I'm just saying, it's your own fault at this point. Uh, anyway, I think that's it. Anyways. Check out, check out our other reviews. We did a spoiler talk for Toy Story 4, so look out yes. for that one. And uh, look out for our spoiler review for this movie once you guys have seen the film. We'll give you guys time. We've seen this one a week early, so we'll give you guys time to watch it before we submit our spoiler. Word. But... You have just listened to the spoiler for Endgame and the spoiler free for <laughs> <laughs> Far From Home. Thanks for listening. Yeah, right. and, uh, if you guys do see the movie early before we post this and before we post our spoiler talk, send us your thoughts so we can read them out on the podcast itself. Info at thenerdyrunch.com. Yes, we love interaction. Yes, we if you're one of the few that listen to us, please. Uh, thank you, Carlos Carlos. Thank you, English Dave. My name is English Dave, and this has been the Nerdy Bunch spoiler free review for Spider Man Far From Home. And also secretly a spoiler for Endgame. And as always, Carlos, keep it nerdy, y'all. <laughs>